Welcome to Calming Heart, the sounds of David's Psalms. I'm glad you've joined us for this brief moment we share together. I will be playing some of the music that has been brought out of the Psalms. My name is Steve Reese. I play the harp. And over the last several years, I've been bringing the sounds of David's Psalms into recordings. You can find a lot of my music on my website, www.calmingharp.com. I have CDs available and MP3s. And you can go to YouTube. If you go to YouTube and then type in Peregrinati, P-E-R-E-G-R-I-N-N-A-T-T-I, you will find hours of beautiful harp music that you can just play in the background and be calmed with the music that David may have played for his sheep at one time or another. So as we share this half hour, join me and enjoy the sounds of David's harp. Oh, good morning. We have, uh, what is it, the 28th or somewhere in there, 29th, and 29th of July, almost over, and we find ourselves up in the eastern extreme of Tennessee and near Johnson City. We have dear friends up here that we've traveled quite a bit with through the years, and uh, they've invited us up here to get to know some of their friends they have up here in their fellowship. And so we will. We had a beautiful um, worship time last night in fellowship, and um, I'm going to try to uh, how we uh, recorded some of it. So I'm going to try to get a clip out of it and include that for what we're what I'm going to share with you for by the music on this episode so um, stay tuned for that um, so today I wanted to um, use the theme of Psalm 66 um, my eSword titles it how awesome are your deeds and it was written by written to the chief musician as a song or psalm. Mismor is the Hebrew word for psalm. And uh, I have um, transcribed this one into the music notation. Um, I have not yet recorded that, so I won't be able to share that that part of it with you today. I'll come back on another time and do that. Um, it's a it's a joyful song. Um, has a lot of 
we we tried it with a, a group up in uh, Georgia a couple years back, and uh, we had a lot of fun because the kids pulled out a bunch of different instruments, and they were um, playing along um, in their own fashion, <laughs> as it were, and we had a lot of fun with it that evening. Um, I will record it one of these days and uh, share that with you. Anyway, um, we had a... The, the worship that I share with you on this from last evening, I think you'll enjoy as well. Worship is to me all about uh, joy. And uh, David starts this Psalm 66 out with, make a joyful noise unto Yahweh, all you lands. Sing forth his honor and honor his name Oh, sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, how terrible are your works. And that word terrible is not mean terrible, uh, like bad, but um, it's, it's something that makes you stand and go, whoa. <laughs> so that's um, my interpretation anyway. Say unto God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power shall your enemies submit themselves unto you. All the earth shall worship you and shall sing unto you and they will sing to your name. Selah. Stop and think about that. Come and see the works of Elohim. Once again, it says he is terrible, but once again, it's awesome in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land, and they went through the flood on foot, and there we did rejoice in him. And that's a reference to the Exodus experience of crossing the sea. He rules by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves, Selah. So David is praying a prayer here to his heavenly father, our heavenly father, that these rebellious ones that we observe around us not be allowed to go without justice. Oh, bless our Elohim, you his people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. He holds our soul in life, and he does not suffer our feet to be moved. He gives us steadiness and courage and strength, and he sustains us by his power and by his word. For you, O Yahweh, have proved us and this is where my where I found what I decided to use this text because proved us that word 974 he's tried us he's put us to the test you have tried us as silver is tried you've put us in the furnace you've you've taken us through experiences that have have matured us and strengthened us and prepared us for the 
challenges that are coming ahead for the battles. You know, warriors train for battle. They don't just show up. They go through vigorous training before they come onto the battlefield. And this is what David is saying that our Heavenly Father does for us. He tries us. He proves us. He takes us through these experiences so that he can, first of all, show us where our weak places are so that we can work on them and bring them to up to snuff, as they used to say. Verse 11, you brought us into the net. You laid affliction upon our, our loins. So he, he even caused us to be trapped at some points. Why would he do that? Well, he wants us to see the wiles of the enemy so we can be prepared to defend against it. Verse 12, you have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out into a wealthy place is what it says in the King James. That word there for wealthy is um, one that runs over. One is very satisfactory to a wealthy place. So, He's saying here that you, you actually had men, you, you have caused men to ride over our heads. So you brought affliction upon us that was over our heads, was something that we couldn't handle. We went through the fire and through water. So you took us through these extreme circumstances, but why would you do that? So that we would be prepared. And then... You didn't leave us there. He did not leave us there. He brings us into a wealthy place, a place of satisfaction, a place of where we can rest in his provision for our lives. And then David says, because of all that, he says, I will go into your house with burnt offerings. I will pay you my vows with which my lips have uttered and my mouth has spoken when I was in trouble. <laughs> the old story of the sailor, if you just get me out of this, I'll, I, will, I will come and, and worship you. Or some of them would even come and build a little chapel or a church or something too. And they promised God they'd do that if he just get him out of it. <laughs> and how many of us have done similarly? God, please get me out of these circumstances. If you do this, I'll do that. And... Um, a lot of times we forget what we promised, but David is saying, I'm not going to forget. I'm going to go into the, the temple and I'm going to bring my burnt offerings of thanksgiving and I'm going to pay my vows. And I'm not going to forget just because when I was in trouble, I made him, I'm going to be true to my word and give you thanksgiving for what you have done on my behalf. And then verse 15, I will offer unto you burnt offerings of fatlings with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks with goats. Selah. Stop and think about that. And I've always thought about these offerings. Um, you know, they, the animals that were brought at that point in time in that culture represented their wealth, represented the, the, the work of their hands, everything that they had that measured their wealth and so we may not bring animals and we certainly don't have a temple or way to sacrifice animals but what 
we can do are way, finding ways that we can bring our resources into the work of our Heavenly Father. So now he says in verse 16, Come and hear all you that fear Yahweh, and I will declare what he has done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, then Yahweh will not hear me. So he's saying, if I keep keep on a, on the track of iniquity or sinning or doing what I know is not right, it it causes our Heavenly Father to not hear us. But, what he goes on to say in verse 19, but verily, for sure, absolutely, Yahweh has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. And so David, in a roundabout way, is saying he, he has not regarded iniquity. He does not keep it in his heart. Verse uh, Psalm 51, a time when David did slip and fall, he came back to his heavenly father and said, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And so here, verse 66, and I don't know whether 66 uh, chronologically comes after 51 or not, but in, in the order of the way the Psalms are presented to us, he does say that he's not regarding iniquity in his heart. And so his heavenly father, Yahweh, does hear him. And his final verse is, Blessed be Yahweh, which has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Our Heavenly Father is able, capable, and willing to sustain us, to guide us, to keep us, if we will just turn to him. And one of the ways that brings joy to his heart is when we come to him in praise and hype and honor and worship. And that's what I want to share with you.
So that's a little bit of um, sharing some of the worship that we had last night. Uh, I know the recording is not that professional, but I just wanted to get a little flavor of um, some of what we do when we get out on the road. Um, worship is really... And, and worship takes different forms. Um, sometimes it's very joyful. Sometimes it's very contemplative. Um, and it can it can be even um, very somber at times. But in any case, it brings us to the throne of our Heavenly Father, into His presence. And, and like I've shared with the tabernacle frequencies, I believe that there are start out low frequency and come up high frequency to bring us into his presence and i just wanted to stay on this theme a little bit to share with you this idea of testing i was uh, listening to um, jordan peterson on a on a he and several other professors are doing a a talk through the book of Exodus and Jordan brought out a point that I really agree with and I found it to be so true as I've dealt with people in my life. He said, I, I don't trust anybody who has not been tested, who has not had to face the absolute possibilities of what they're capable of. And sometimes that's in very um, negative ways, very dark places some you know many of us there are things we haven't done because we're afraid of the results more than we are of um, trying it out and so our heavenly father knows our he said it says i'm not remembering where but he says he knows us better than we know ourselves because he made us he knows our flesh he knows our our weaknesses he knows he he expects us to fall better than we expect ourselves because he knows us so well. Not that he wants us to. And that's why he takes us through these testings because he wants to show us where our weaknesses are, show us where our capabilities are, show us where we need to place guards in our lives. Uh, and so he takes us through this testing. And in Psalm 66 that we just read, David refers to this testing. He says that, um, he says, for you, Yahweh, have tested me, have tested us as silver is tried. And he's referring to the, to the purification of silver when it's put into the furnace. And uh, silver is not very good when it first comes out of the ground because it's got contaminants in it. And so it has to be heated up. And there's another text that says heated seven times. And uh, the old story goes that the silversmith um, continues to heat it until he finally sees um, a reflection of his face in the silver then he knows it's pure and it can be used for whatever his purpose is. And so our Heavenly Father, in, in a sense, also puts us into the fire. And he keeps us there until he can see his face reflecting 
in our our lives, our silver. Um, and so the, the encouragement today, you know, I, I, I try to say to be encouraging with, with what I present here out of the book of Psalms, because I think David wrote the Psalms to be an encouragement after all, Think of all of the trials that he went through, all of the times that he thought he was dead and yet came out alive and eventually sat on the throne as king of Israel, all united Israel. And to just encourage each one of us, myself included, that when these things come along that we can't explain, that we're instead of going, why, oh, why, 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 why am I going through this? The better question is, in fact, my friend Don up in Nebraska <clears throat> wrote this on his Facebook. He said, the, the, the thing is not to ask why, but it's to ask, what can I learn from this? What am I being prepared for out of this experience? I know, and I think it's in Second Corinthians chapter 4, I believe it is. Um, Paul said that we are called upon to strengthen those around us with the strength that we have been strengthened with, with the courage that we have been encouraged with. So in other words, if we haven't been through an experience, it's pretty much empty words if we're trying to help somebody else out who's going through an experience. But if we've been through that experience, then we can come alongside them and, and say, I know exactly what you're feeling. This is exactly what happened to me. This is, this is how long it lasted for me. And, and this is what happened when my Heavenly Father finally did bring me out. Those are the things that are the most valuable, not only for ourselves, but for, our, for those that we come around, those who we fellowship with. So my final word for this week is, for each of us, to first of all praise our Heavenly Father as David starts out with in Psalm 66. And then when we come into these circumstances to praise our Heavenly Father, to thank Him for what He's doing in our lives and the preparation He's making for us to meet the challenges of this life ahead. So I hope you've enjoyed our time together. Stay tuned, as I say. A little pun. I have many more songs to share with you. I have more to share about how this all comes together. And I pray that you will share and help people, especially those you see stressed, especially in these times that we're going through, Bring people to this calming and this peace and this rest that this beautiful music of the Psalms of David brings to each of our lives. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you next week. Many, many blessings to you all today.